Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think nothing happens in this town that is halfway between nothing and nowhere, but they would be wrong. There's plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. The summer has dried up, and so have all the cases for the order. But throughout the town, something strange has been going on. Upstanding citizens have been committing high-profile crimes, but when the police finally catch up to the culprits, the accused seem to remember nothing about the crimes. Is this just a flimsy alibi, or something more sinister going on in the city that always sleeps? Okay, so it's been about two months since your guys' investigations. You've had your scenes interspersed throughout there, with the most recent one being last night slash this morning with Darling and Tanner. When you guys are all starting to miss doing your investigations a little bit, miss seeing each other. When you guys get a message in the morning to meet that afternoon, this Friday afternoon, at the Mystic Grove? Is it Mystic or Mystical? M- mystical. The Mystical Grove. You, you had it right. You're so close. I know. Uh, so how do you guys all receive your messages from this nebulous company and what are you doing in the morning when you receive it tanner what does it look like for you to receive a message and what are you doing tanner is sitting at his desk uh he really hasn't left that since darling left he's pretending to work he's like half-heartedly has a pen out and a file open and is just like writing down like they are having an affair They are like, you know what I mean? It's just like completely dead. The little girl that keeps talking to him is standing kind of quietly behind him and then just goes, well, you're needed at the Mystic Grove. And (laughs) Tanner, like he doesn't respond much, but he just slides the manila envelope that was on his desk into the trash. Puts on his coat and leaves. <laughs> the meeting is this afternoon, you know, right? Tanner slides the manila envelope off his desk, puts on his coat, and leaves. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm just double checking. Seamus, what are you doing? Uh, so Seamus, using his dog tags of knowledge, has learned how to do like do like semiconductor fabrication and made a cell phone. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Very impressive of him. Oh, gosh. I don't... I I saw your message to think about this, and I couldn't come up with anything. I mean, he can be out doing... Running security for someone, since he works at the security firm, you know? Yeah, but, like, how would he get the message is the thing I was trying to think of. Anything magical that you want to do, he can have. Like, I mean, like, (laughs) the order's nebulous in how they give you messages. It's how you think they communicate with you. You can see glowing letters floating in the street for all I care. Okay. No, I, I think I, I think I've got it. So yeah, he's just he's just out on a job, just just doing his thing. Um just like this this was a particularly boring job where he uh he was just like guarding some some person's house for for the weekend or something or for the day. And um and he um I, I wanna I wanna say that his um whenever he gets a message, like when he has a message, his uh I this sounds so silly, but his dog tag's kinda like vibrate kind of like a cell phone (laughs) but just it's only for like this type of messaging like they just kind of like give him a notification on his dog tags that he that he can then like interact with and like psychically get the message cool you said the the meetings this afternoon yeah so they usually give you about a six hour lead time on when they need to meet they don't they really so i guess at this point he would have been morning when he got the message so um he he had a job for today Okay, I'll have to figure out how that works. Yeah, well, the evening shift relieved you. You know, I figured you're not the only security dude. Uh, I, I think I got an idea. I think that uh, in this instance, Seamus was working like a 
not quite a graveyard shift, but he he was like working the um the midnight to I guess that would be a graveyard shift, like midnight to six or something like early early morning to like mid mid after or like yeah. early afternoon. <clears throat> you don't get much more graveyard than midnight. Yeah, well, I, I guess when I think of graveyard shift, I think of like eight p.m. to six a.m. or something like that. Yeah. So Faye, I think, is walking from her apartment to her office at the law firm. And on her way, a raven comes and drops off a note, like, in her hand as she's walking to work. Darling, how's your morning going? So, uh, she kicked out Gideon pretty quickly this morning. And, like, it's been, you said it's been about two months since we've gotten, we've had any case, right? Yes. From the order. Yes. Okay, so I think... Like, the longer we don't have a case, the longer she spends time at home in the morning. So she's, like, waiting for that message to be like, hey, it's it's time to meet up. So she basically, like, busies herself around the house as much as she can until she absolutely can't anymore. But the way that she gets the message is her mirror fogs up, almost like there's a lot of steam in the room. And it's written on the mirror, you're needed at the Grove with the time. That is creepy and I love it. Mirror, mirror (laughs) on the wall. (laughs) It's very fitting. I thought all of you guys was fitting. So it's an afternoon meeting and y'all arrive there pretty easily. You know, it's not hard. It's before, it's after most of you work or you guys can get off early enough um, or it's before Darling works. So you guys all meet up at the Grove. It is a little bit more bustling than usual. Not like busy by any stretch, but it is a Friday afternoon. So there's a few more people in. So is it just a normal bar that also is magical kind of? It is a bar where more magical people congregate. Okay. I didn't know if it was just like a normal bar that normal people show up in. And then it's also just kind of got this magical underside. Some normal people show up into it. Not everyone there is a rift, but there are a higher concentration of magical people because it attracts them. Okay. Um, You do see Lennox behind the bar trying to make different mixed drinks. And they, he like is like too precise with them, you know, like instead of like a shot, like you see Sylvia trying to like be like, well, you just like put a shot of this in and a splash of that. But he's like, and how many ounces ounces is a shot? He, he measures exactly an ounce and a half. How much is a <laughs> splash? And you guys are just chilling there for a bit. Are we all there together? Do you want to not be? No, I mean, I would have been there early. So I'm just wondering if like the, the way this is working out is we're all sitting here together. That's very strange for Tanner, isn't it? Yeah, it would it would have been previously, but now it's not. I would argue that Tanner's there for a while. Darling shows up fashionably early. Seamus shows up a little bit before, and then I think Faye is right on the dot. Just She's made- right on the dot and is uncharacteristically in a rush because she was trying to get as much work done at the office as possible before leaving. Because she knows she probably won't get much work done in the next in the next few days. Yes. <laughs> so as soon as Darling walks in, Tanner kind of waves at her and like motions to like the bar. There's like a seat open next to him. So is this literally like the day after their scene? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she goes and sits with him. Well, how are you doing? Oh, you know, um, not terrible. I have to say, I'm actually really happy not only to see you, which I am very happy to see you, but also I am very excited for a case that I do not believe is going to involve me creeping in someone's window while they're lying to each other. 
Yeah, this is a this is definitely a step up for you, isn't it? It is. I'm very happy. I'm very excited to be here. And also, I made I went shopping for and I hope this isn't too forward, but I went shopping for you. I, I got you something. I think I think it'll be useful. Trust me. Okay. Uh, he puts a like a pretty large box down in front of you. It's not like wrapped like gift wrap, but it just has like twine on it. Okay, she opens it. It's a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, li- I like how Mandy has no idea what's happening here, because obviously Cody didn't talk to her about this. <laughs> I kind of did. It is a, it's a, just a regular wood axe of about the same size that you would have been able to grow out of vines. And, you know, it's getting used to using an axe can be difficult, and I, I don't know if you always want to grow one out of vines, so I thought maybe you could, you know, practice with this just in case you know we haven't kissed recently not that you know if you want to kiss recently too that's always an option but you know i just thought this might be a viable stand-in if you know push came to shove and you wanted to learn how to use an axe uh she puts the lid back on the box and gives you a kiss on the cheek you know something tells me i'm not really gonna need this too often no no i didn't think so but you know i thought it'd be nice I guess next time I could bring flowers, I just thought this might be more topical. It is an interesting um, (laughs) gift. I mean, how many times has someone given you an axe after you kissed them? You do know how to make an impression. (laughs) Yeah, so I think Seamus uh, shows up and then Faye not too long after. So Seamus will wander over to the two of them, hopefully not interrupting anything sorted. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, hey guys, how's a how's it going? It is going excellent, Seamus. How have you been? Uh, I've been all right. Just been uh, busy at work. I was busy at work, and then I threw that in the trash. Wait, you did what? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry about it. That case was a waste of my time. Says the man who's poor. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a uh, that's one benefit of uh, of being your own boss. Huh? I'm gonna have to. Figure out how to get some time off now for this this case. Yeah, uh, I think the way that I'm going to get time off is when I stop reporting to that guy who is cheating on his wife and whose wife is also cheating on him, they're probably going to fire me. And then I'm going to go to sleep tonight and not worry about it. Wait, did they they both hired you independently? No, no, they just both are having affairs. Wait, so then who hired you? Man, I can't even keep track anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I think Faye comes rushing in. And sits down. Uh, sorry, I am I late? Art was has this huge case coming up, and I needed to stay a little longer. How's everyone doing? Great. If you need a private investigator, I just quit my current case. So after this is over, we might have something coming up. I'll let you know, Tanner. Perfect. If not, also fine. I have this to do. They should pay us. Darling slides over whatever Faye's favorite drink is. I think last time she had a gin and tonic. I think it was a gin and tonic. Tanner looks pointedly at both of them. It's illegal, you know. (laughs) Cody looks at Faye and (laughs) winks. (laughs) I think uh, Faye and Darling just like take that as their cue to clink glasses. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, I think we're waiting for... I was waiting for you guys to be done talking. I I didn't want to rush you guys. blanking. (laughs) We all sit in awkward silence waiting for a ghost to appear. (laughs) So as you guys are waiting, you get the very... Or chatting a little bit. You get the characteristic feel of Idris materializing behind you. Where one second he is not there, the next he is. 
Uh, thank you all for joining me so quickly. I appreciate that you guys are such uh, dedicated members of the order. So as you know, uh, something weird is afoot since I have called you here. Uh, we are having a harder time tracking this down than usual. Uh, usually we have a more concrete thing that is weird. Currently we have very few clues pointing to it, but we do have all the indicators that a new rift has shown up. Uh, crime has been not skyrocketing, but occurring more frequently, as I'm sure some of you who work in that sector have noticed. And it is alarming, and it usually fo is follow preceded by a new rift showing up and trying to carve out some new turf, as they do. But we have very little information about this rift or anything we can point you to. Can I ask you a real quick question there? Always, Detective Tanner. Is there any commonality amongst the crimes? Like, is it murders up, robbery, car theft? From what we can tell uh, from our contacts, it is just a little bit of everything. But that is not atypical. They seem to range to be more like uh, more middle class crimes, if you will. I don't exactly know what you will there. Uh, what I mean by that is they're not just like petty theft. You know, it's not like a case of shoplifting a pack of gum. It's like bank robberies and stuff. Yeah. And like, but like not quite as not everything super large scale, but it's like medium yeah, to yeah. high felony. Gotcha. We have not been able to really get any information about these people because we try to remain in the shadows and hidden, but um, that's where you guys come in. We do have one of the more recent uh, people we have identified and located because the police like to keep uh, confidential files confidential, especially since a lot of these people have yet to be tried. There is a, uh, a man by the name of Leland McGuire who works down at the Ironworks. He was arrested recently and has some weird happenings going on with him as far as we can tell. So he would be a good place to start. He usually gets off of work around five. So it would be a good time to pick him up right after this. If you can meet up with him then. Do you mean he committed crimes or that he was a victim of crime? Uh, he committed a crime as far as we can tell. But our contacts in the police force have been very unwilling to share information since uh, he has not been tried. Or now you said he was arrested. Is he still in jail or is he? No, he has been released. They, from what our contact said, there was not enough to hold him. Um, things were circumstantial, but I feel that something seems a little strange about the case, especially with how tight-lipped our contacts are being. Usually they're a little bit more forthcoming with us. So I, this is where you guys will come in. If you can find more people like Leland, or go talk to Leland himself about this. That would be good. And hey, wait, one more time. When does he get off work? Like right now? Uh, like half an hour from now. Okay. So like, basically, you have time to go get pick him up after this meeting's done. Is there anything else you guys need before you get going? I don't think so. If you don't have a whole lot else for us to go off on, I I do apologize for that. Um, I do have one other thing that might help you out with this case, though. Um, since this is a weirder kind of case. Um, and it might need a little bit more legwork than we're usually used to. Um, I have called in help from one of the other teams to help you out. I have called in someone who is very confident and recently returned to town. I have asked one of our members, Gideon, to join you guys in this case. Um, and at this point, you see a very big, muscular man 
uh, not ex-military because he's currently in the military, walk up. So he's got a like a buzz cut. Um, he gives you guys like a nod as he walks up. Uh, he will be assisting you in this case and joining you in your investigation. He works with one of the other teams in the city usually, but since this is such a sporadic scattershot of a case, we figured we'd try to keep it within one group, but add a little bit more manpower to it. Unless any of you has any objections to that. Darlie doesn't say anything, but she is bright red. <laughs> I will take all of your guys' silence as an affirmation. So, unless you have anything else, I will leave this to you. Alright, yeah, sound, sounds good to me. Okay, and with that, he vanishes into the ether, like, when you guys, like, turn to talk to each other kind of thing. You never really see him arriving or departing. Uh, Gideon, did you say your name was? Yes, uh, I am Gideon. Uh, it is a pleasure to welcome work with you guys. And you are? I'm Faye. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Faye. Nah, uh, I'm Seamus. Nice to meet you, Seamus. Tanner stands up and shakes his hand. And when he does, this is like a test, but he doesn't necessarily mean it in like a really hostile way. He definitely grips his hand like really hard. Like not trying to hurt him, but strong enough that it would be like a little bit too much, you know? Um, He meets you... Force for force, pound for pound, so to speak. As soon as he does that, Tanner kind of smiles and goes, I'm Detective Tanner. Now look, I don't know much about you, but do you ever spar for fun? Usually I spar for training, but I would be tempted to spar for fun if you'd like. We should meet after hours sometime. I think we would get along. Sounds like we uh, we might have a new uh, new sparring partner there, eh, hey, Tanner? That's what I'm saying. Maybe you two together could take me. I doubt it, but you could try. I like this one. Yeah, the, the key is to piss him off as much as possible. If you do that too much, I do sprout a bloody bone axe out of my arm stump, just so you know. But, you know. Oh, don't worry. I have a few tricks up my sleeve as well. I bet you do, and I want to find out what all of them are. And that's when Tanner starts a romance with Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> Not to break up this meeting too fast, but I think we ought to be going if we want to catch uh, Leland. Shall we head out? Oh, yeah. Well, this is both in-game and out-of-game. Can I make a phone call from here first real quick? Zach, can I make a phone call to the police station where I would almost certainly still know a lot of people? Yes, you can. Okay, is that going to take away from time? No, but you're not going to get a lot out of it, if that's fair. Um. Okay, there's really only one thing that I really want to know. Okay, I- I'm letting you know you can't have like a 15-minute conversation, but you could. Yeah, no, that- that's cool. That's cool. Okay, so I also, I just wanted to let you guys know, I made uh, I made a thing uh, where I can now roll 2D, 2D6 to determine what I'm drinking when I'm at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> this time it was an old-fashioned. That's a very important uh, dice roll. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I feel like um, with that, Seamus like, likes to try all of the new cocktails that are constantly being invented, especially in a, mag- a magic bar. Um, okay, I want to call a Detective James Meany. He was an old friend of mine. Can I just roll a convinced roll up front and that'll determine how well this goes? Yes. And I want to use uh, Fast Friends and Calm Authority. Okay, yeah. Ooh, that's very good. That is a 9, 10, 11. Okay. So I I call his desk phone. Uh, hello. James, James, how have you been? It is Detective Tanner. It has been too long. Uh, well, last time I saw you, you... Almost got me hit by a car, so I would say it's not long enough. I would say that, in all fairness, that car then hit me, so, you know, all's fair. Anyways, so, look, all right, I've got a lot of clients. I'm a PI now. 
I've been hearing a lot of really bad things. And, okay, so here's the deal. I gotta go pick up a Leland McGuire. And I just wanna, I know he did something. I know you guys had him in holding. I just wanna know what I'm getting into. What did this guy do? Like, I know nothing official yet, but, you know, something happened. What happened? Well, uh, boss has been real uptight about it, saying not to spell anything. This is... What, what what exactly are you doing, Tanner? What am I doing? I mean, look, you know, client privilege. I can't spill my beans about every single person that I work for once one person with a shiny badge asks. Look, let me put it this way. I just want to know if I should carry a gun when I go to meet this guy. Is he going to steal my wallet or is he going to stab me in the back? Far as we can tell, he's on the up and up. That's why nothing's sticking to him, so. You're serious? This guy's okay? As far as we can tell, no criminal record, no, no, the only weird thing is when we had to pick him up, and because we haven't charged him yet, I'm not allowed to tell you that, and you, you know how that goes. Yeah, alright. As long as he's not about to sprout wings or spray acid in my face, I guess we'll call it okay. <laughs> yeah, like people sprout wings. Yeah, never. It's never once happened to me. Ever. <laughs> but no, as far as we can tell, you'll be pretty safe. I mean, he's a burly dude, so, you know, he's probably got a mean right hook. That's okay, I'm great at getting punched in the face. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I'm gonna get back to work, you know, while you sit there and rake in all the profits from, you know, finding out, doing easy jobs while us police do all the legwork for you. Yeah, it's called retirement, man. You should try it. Anyways, bye. I hang up the phone. Okay. So, we are encountering our first hard choice of the campaign. Darling. Yes. It is about time for you to go to work. You said you start working around dinner time, usually. Yes. You will not have time to go to both this investigation and to work. So, you will have to pick one. Also, uh, I forgot to mention this at the top of the episode. Uh, this arc is focusing a little bit more on Darling for our viewers. And with that, uh, Darling, this is a really important week for you to be at work. Um, you are the headliner for the singing. I, I guess that's, I don't, I don't quite know how jazz clubs work, so we're pretending I do. She's the headlining act. Yeah, for this week, you guys usually like, you have like a rotation like every month. So you're usually on once. The way this, your jazz club has it is you're on one week and then you're like usually side acts the other three. So this is your week on, so it's more. It is more important that you are present. Yeah. So I think when um when Tanner comes back from his phone call and like everyone's starting to pack up whatever they have to go, Darling stands up. Um, you know, guy, guys, I would, I would love to go on this first meeting. I really would, but this was a little short notice and. I've, look, I really uh, have to be at work tonight, so I can I can ask around there too, see if anybody's heard of this Leland McGuire, see if I can pick up anything while I'm not busy. But tonight, I just I really have to be there, so I'm I'm gonna have to say goodbye here for now, and uh, I will I will let me know where we're meeting tomorrow and what's happening, and I will see you all then yeah we'll be sure to loop you in darling that's uh it's too bad that you can't join us but i, I understand uh uh work work gets in the way sometimes huh hey look you know if all goes well we'll just bring this guy over here to catch the tail end of your act maybe you know butter him up make him feel at home before we talk to him <laughs> sounds like a plan and she kind of like has her bag of stuff for work and heads out uh as you're walking out he goes don't forget your axe maybe you can work it in you know make it more exciting 
Darling goes back and picks up the box. <laughs> Somehow I don't think they're going to let me use this on stage, Tanner. And uh, she heads out. <laughs> Tanner smiles. Wait, did you did you give her an axe? Yeah, yeah, I did. Why? Well, okay, so here's the thing. You know how she can use her powers sometimes? Well, when she uses my powers, it makes a like a like a viney flowery axe, which is pretty you know, pretty useful, but I thought, well, maybe if you know she's using someone else's powers at the moment, it might be good for her to be able to practice using an axe because you can't hurt yourself with one, you know, you, one miss swing and you end up missing a finger or something. So, you know, got her an axe to practice with. <laughs> or, or an arm. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it takes more than a miss swing with an axe. That seems reasonable and very sweet. Right? <laughs> is, is Gideon still here? Did he, did he leave? He's still with you guys. Yeah. Okay. Shall we head out? Sounds like a plan. Do you want to take my car? I promise it works. Uh, or we could take my car. Do you have a car? I do. Tell me about your car. Cody, can I level with you? <laughs> Zach knows literally nothing about cars. We can suffice it to say it is big and nice. Okay. So he goes on to describe a very nice car. Or he, Instead of describing it, actually, he goes out and shows you, and it is a very nice car. Top of the line. It Shiny. is a car about as good as what Faye usually rides in. Okay. I feel like I do that real strong suburban dad thing where I like put my hands on my hips and just look at the engine and like point at stuff, you know? <laughs> I comment on the carburetors. <laughs> he 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 spends time like pointing out like how he's like modded it to be faster, louder, <laughs> stronger. Says it was really hard to pack the horse in there to get more horsepower, but <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the military's been paying extra well lately. Well, I mean, it, it pays well enough when you get high enough up there. And wait, did he? Did I miss when he said he was military? I guess I must have. Yeah, he. Zach told us. I, I must have missed that. Seamus would have definitely struck up a conversation about military at some point. Well, I was going to do that in the car with you. Oh, okay. You all get in the car, unless there's anything else you want, any other carburetors you want to talk about. <laughs> uh, he holds the door for Faye to get in, and then. Hops in the driver's seat, so Faye is passenger. Okay. So Seamus, uh, you look like a military man yourself as you guys start puttering away. Yeah, I uh, served served in the army there for for a few years. I'm more of a marine. I'm with the marines, so. Oh, that's a quite a quite a prestigious uh, group there. Yeah, uh, good crew, a good group of guys that I work with, fight with. We just got back from you know doing our tour working bases for a while you know but got some time off and i'll be in the city for a bit so i figured join back up with the order i've been with them off and on since my early te or late teens so is it rude to ask what people's like rift connection is so the way the game describes it is they don't you guys don't really know so like you guys like you oh we're not conscious of who is. Right. Okay. That's like a metagame thing. So like, okay. You gotcha. could ask what his powers are, and like, I feel like everyone treats that differently. Okay. But he's not going to say that what rift he's he going to name the per yeah. Right. Like okay, in the, the same way that you couldn't name that you're the rift of Morgana. Like, yeah. Faye yeah. just does not know that. Okay. Tanner does not know he's the rift of Tear. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Even if stuff is influenced, so that he does things more Tear like. Yeah. No, I get it. Cody just made a face. I may have oopsed that once, but that's okay. We can move on. And I'm fine if you guys like the other thing is like you guys can draw parallels and say that it, it's that. But there's like no confirmation where it's like this guy is this. Yeah. I mean, 
the fact that Seamus is Irish and has the dog tags of knowledge. Right. Like, people can draw, like, you can draw whatever inferences you have, but the way the game works is also just because, like, you're inspired, like, influenced by this person doesn't mean that it's exactly what that person did. And yeah. your story is not their story in particular. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was in the army for a few years. Uh, ended up retiring a bit early. Now I'm working some uh, private security and then doing this this type of stuff on the side. Yeah. Are you guys looking to hire? I could use a little bit of extra pay while I'm on leave. I mean, we're always we're always looking for for good help, right? What does everyone know about Gideon, by the way? Tanner knows nothing. I know literally nothing. Would Faye know that Gideon and Darling used to be together. So I think what everyone knows is Tanner knows nothing. Uh, Seamus knows that Gideon is the reason. Like, you know the reason that I was awakened. And you know that. He, oh, that's right. Yes. And you know that he was a part of that. I think Faye probably knows that we were together at one point. Okay. So... If Faye and Seamus talk, they could figure out the whole thing. But right now, Seamus knows that he that Gideon helped awaken you, whatever that means. And Faye knows that you guys were an item, but you So Faye now knows that Darling dated a rift. Yeah. What what I what I okay, what I had written down in my notes, I actually still have those notes from our original session. The notes I had was that uh, Darling Darling was awoken when she was rejected by someone she loved. Did I know that it was him? Or did I just know that it was someone? You know, I think you probably know that it was someone. Okay. Yeah, I think Faye is the only one who has a name. <laughs> okay. So Faye's suspicious of him. <laughs> yeah, so to actually answer his question, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not the one in charge, but I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you could go talk to them. That they, they, They're probably always looking to... Like, you have all these people that are looking to, like, protect their house for people. Like, they think they're going to get robbed or something. They just want someone to stand out there all night to make sure nothing happens. Sounds like an easy dime. Yeah, it's, it's not too hard. Rare, rarely rare, rarely does anything ever actually happen. Enough about working on your time off. Do you have a, have a girl back home who's happy to see you? Oh, I have a girl. We're kind of off again, on again. I'm hoping to revive an old flame. Oh, Okay, that's all. <laughs> uh, do you have anyone, Miss Cameron? Oh, you know, don't don't ask my parents about it. They have a new person every week. It seems like. Uh, I I understand that we. My parents gave up on me a long time ago, but I. You have to go to society ball after society ball with some person that you know literally nothing about, and your parents say, "Why aren't you pregnant yet?" To them. <laughs> yes. I, I wish I were so lucky as you to have them give up on me as well. I mean, it, it took a lot of trying and joining the military. So maybe if you join the military and leave for, you know, extended periods of time, maybe they'll give up on that idea. Ah, uh, that must be the trick. <laughs> you can also wait a decade and get a divorce. <laughs> Faye just looks at Tanner. I'm uh, not sure that's particularly helpful advice there, Tanner. I mean, it worked for me. I'll keep that in mind as a plan B, I guess. <laughs> Tanner just like goes on humming. That comment was not weird for him. He's very happy. <laughs> I think we okay. show up with this Leland fellow. You show up at this place. So the way I'm going to do Gideon for your guys' reference is he is there. He is an asset you guys can call upon. When relevant things happen, he will mention. But for most things, he's not gonna, like he's not making rolls. He's not doing stuff. He's not interrogating. But if you want to say like, oh, we have two burly military people and a guy missing an arm. Can I have a bonus to intimidate? You could probably get a plus one for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, but really, though, you basically guys, you guys have the tag of Gideon that you can invoke at rel- at relevant times. Yeah, yeah. You can talk to him whenever you want to. I'm, I will use him to chime in when chime in when there's things to do for him. But it's not going to be like he's going to be like, hmm, this is exactly what the clue means now. <laughs> yeah, it'd be hard to play a player character when you know all of the rules or you know all of the secrets. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to give you guys a heads up since you're in a scene with him now. Yep. So you guys cool. arrive at the steel mill. It is steel milly. Is that the same thing as a steel mill? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Steel is made from iron. Well, yeah. I just didn't know if it was the same place. Ironworks and steel mill are the, the same idea. That was a stupid thing to interrupt for. I'm sorry. Carry on. <laughs> you're fine. So you arrive at the ironworks. <laughs> the iron mill. The iron mill. <laughs> the steelworks. Uh, you guys have a description of Leland. Uh, Idris gave that to you. You know, you guys know how to track down the guy. It's not just like, there's a guy at the steel mill. Ask around everybody you see. Are you Leland? So (laughs) it's switching of shifts. So you do see a lot of people getting out. And then you don't see the guy you're looking for. um, But like last guy out stumbles out this like burlyish guy. He looks like he has worked in the ironworks for a very long time. Looks really tired. Dark hair, dark complexion. And is like stumbling out last. As in, you guys, like, waited, like, everyone else came out first. You know, like, you know, it was the end of a shift, and you guys are like, did we miss him? And then, like, five minutes later, this guy, like, shuffles out. Remind me again, what exactly are we need him for? Like, I know he's... What did Idris exactly say? Like, I know it was not much, but... He was accused of committing a crime that seemed like it may have been influenced by a rift. Okay. So, do we want to just, like, grab him, or do we want to go, like sweet talk him into the car and then if that doesn't work grab him i mean i i I would say the subtle approach is probably probably best to try first right yeah i mean yeah who wants to try to do that maybe you two military men could flank him and gently steer him in a direction (laughs) you're just using flank because you said military right before this i mean if we're doing the charming route i don't think Forcing someone into a car really constitutes that, but I mean, if that's how we want to play this. I mean, I can ask him nicely first. <laughs> yeah, you want to try that? Bat your eyelashes, smile. I can sure try. Uh, yeah, Faye can go up to him. So you want me to roll first? Uh, yeah, because you're trying to convince, right? Is that the move you're doing? Yes. Uh, I have won't take no for an answer. That's all. Cool. What'd you roll? I rolled an eight. This one, you're trying to get, are you trying to get information or convince him to come in the car with you? Convince him to talk to us. Okay. So he's walking out and Faye steps away from the three men and comes up and keeps pace next to him, to Leland and says, um, Mr. McGuire, I presume? Uh, um, uh, I don't want what you're selling. I'm just trying to go. Oh, home. no, I'm selling nothing. I just have a couple uh, questions then I, then for I you. Don't, I, don't, I don't want anything free. I, I, I'm not selling my house. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not for sale. I, I'm just trying to get home. I, I don't want your house, Mr. McGuire. I just have a couple questions, Wait, and she lays her hands. Are you with the police? On his arm. Uh, are, are, you, are, you, are you with the police? I. No, the police aren't particularly fond of me. He, like... What attack to take? He like takes a step out. Uh, why why are the police not fond of you? I can be very persistent. Will you come with me? I I I mean I I guess. And he like looks very worried, but not willing to say no. Um, what I'm gonna say is the way you played that with you guys like 
if you guys are trying to be nice to him, you guys have a minus one to roll against him. Because what is that? What do you mean? So he he's going to have the tag of frightened. Oh, okay. So if you are trying to coax him into giving you information nicely, you'll take a minus one to your dice roll because he's terrified of you guys. If you try to intimidate him, you'll get a plus one because he's terrified of you guys. Oh, I see. You just came up to him and said, do you want to come with me? The police don't like me. And he's like, <laughs> oh, no. Gotcha. He thinks we're the mob. <laughs> right. He thinks you guys are the mob. Okay. And, you, and you're threatening him. I guess I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you know how that played out. With yeah. the words you used, he is terrified of you guys. So Okay. Yeah, I think Faye's okay with that. Uh, so she kind of, you know how when you're walking somebody like down an aisle or something, I, she like puts her hand on his arm like that. Like he's guiding her when she's the one guiding him. Does that make sense? Yeah, he, yeah. he follows you over to a car and just like turns like more pale when he sees a guy missing an arm and two very fit big men, you know, just standing there waiting nonchalantly and a very fancy like everything about the situation <laughs> it is, says mob like the more he looks at it there's like oh i'm about to be killed by the mob uh, hello has Faye been scaring you my dear sir is is that is this Faye? yeah that's did you not even introduce yourself i cut to the chase maybe a little bit i'm Faye. uh it is fair it is very nice to feet Faye has not been scaring me at all. I feel completely safe with all of you. <laughs> oh, well, that's great to hear. Uh, he well, looks terrified. He is shaking a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you hop in? We'll go, to a, we'll go to a diner and sit down for a nice chat. I'm Tanner, by the way. Nice to meet you. I assume you're Leland. Uh, uh, yes, my, my name is Leland, and you're like a Tanner, like someone who does stuff with leather, like that kind of Tanner. No, like, that's my last name. Oh. He, like, looks the m smallest bit more relieved that it wasn't, like, a nickname you got from... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm the Tanner. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll, 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 I'll get in the car. We're offering you a free meal. We're not gonna cut your thumbs off. Hop in. Wait, wait, that was... You, you're gonna come... You were thinking about cutting... Oh. Really, like, gets in I, w I wasn't thinking about cutting your thumbs off. I've just seen it happen to people before. <laughs> this is only making it worse. Uh, Tanner, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you're helping there, Tanner. Uh, I'm Seamus, by the way. Uh, I feel like at this point, the less I know of you all, the better. Oh, don't worry. I'm not wanted by the police right now. Okay, he gets in the car and you guys drive off to a diner. Him, like, shaking the whole way, s smushed between Tanner and Seamus. Looks like, uh... Uh, Tanner turns the radio on to some old-timey blues and is just, like, tapping along, smiling. <laughs> He's very happy. He's, like, in his element right now. So you guys get to an uh, old-timey diner, which is a new-timey diner at the time, and you guys sit down and order some food. Uh, so, uh, what, what can I do for you guys? So, we understand that... I'm gonna die, aren't I? You're gonna kill me. Oh, why would you? Why would you think that? I'm not gonna kill you specifically. Yeah, I didn't have any plans to kill you. Did you guys say that? But I mean, someone just kidnapped me. You guys kind of kidnapped me, and she's terrifying and says the police don't like her, and I feel very uncomfortable. I like how of the I like how of the group of the three like <laughs> three burly men burly men one missing an arm. It's the tiny woman who he's the most terrified of. I'm very commanding. <laughs> Just a piece of friendly advice. If you ever feel like you're being kidnapped, do not go to a second location. 
That's just, this is, if you feel like you're getting kidnapped right now, you coming to a diner was a bad move, but that's all right. We're not kidnapping you. Well, hey, hey, let's, uh, let's calm down there a bit. Like, obviously he seems, he seems a little, little frightened. We just, we just wanted to talk to you. We, we understand that, uh, that the police had some questions and, uh, as you probably gathered, we're, we're not, we're, we're not the police. Uh, we're, I guess, more, uh, private investigators, I guess you could say. <laughs> you guys are all terrible people. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally a private investigator, so yeah. yeah. No, you guys are all just being just vague enough that he can keep thinking you're the mob. <laughs> <laughs> like, when he's like, I guess you could call us private investigators. <laughs> Well, yeah, what would you rather we say? We're magical uh, investigators? Like, I mean... <laughs> uh, oh, okay, well, I, 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 what, what, what can I tell you? What would you like to know? I, I'll tell you anything you want to know. Just please, please leave my thumbs on my body. Please don't kill me. And that, that would be a good evening. Like, anything else, I can, I'll give you. You want money? Well, I don't really have money. I can't, I, I don't have any money to give. No, we're not, we're not, we're not trying to rob you or something. Okay, well, let's just... Let's just get to it. We understand that you were accused of something, and we just want to know more details about what happened. Um, okay, at this point, anyone who wants to roll investigation checks, roll investigation checks for me. That'll determine how this conversation goes. And tell me what you're using. Um, ooh, I did really good. And I would like to use hypnotizing eyes, because I can see him. Yes, that's fair. And... So you said we're going to get a minus... Mm, I think I'm going to take the minus one, but I'm going to use fast friends and I'm going to try to be nice to him because I'm not being mean. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm also going to... I'm going to use see the unseen and I am trying to be nice to him. So I'll take the minus one for that as well. Okay. But that's still a 12 for me. <laughs> that is an eight for me. Okay. Can I use make people turn on each other to kind of prompt him to give up somebody? No, but there's reason behind that. Okay, I have a seven then. Did he use anything else? Did he use any tags at all? Mm-mm. Were you being nice to him or mean to him? Were you, gonna, were you threatening to cut his thumbs off? <laughs> no, no. Okay, so so you're trying to be nice to him? I guess. Oh, that means I failed. Then, so huh? basically, so the way we'll do, like, we'll just play out the scene, but you guys have three questions that you'll get answers to, and one of them will be, fo- like, one of them will be a little bit foggier. But... You can ask follow-up questions and stuff. I'm not going to just be like, you get three wishes, you know. Oh, hey, Zach, sorry. I think I kind of stopped prematurely. I was planning on using three tags, just so you know. And I, that got me to a 12. Okay. And what that, that other tag I didn't mention was calm authority. Is that one okay? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he did say he's trying to be calm and nice to him, you know. Like, Tanner hasn't said anything mean. Yeah, and I, like, took him to a diner. I'm trying to... Butter him up, yeah. Yeah. So, did... um. Did Idris tell us what he was accused of at all? He said he couldn't find out. Oh, okay. So that'd be a good place to start. Yep, which is what I did ask him, like, if you could tell us more very vaguely. I mean, uh, I, that's the thing. Like, I don't I don't remember doing anything that they said I did. Um, so I, 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 don't, I don't think I did anything wrong. I, I didn't do anything. I don't remember doing anything. I just went out one night and then I woke up in my bed the next morning and the police were knocking on my door. What did they, uh, what did they accuse you of? Uh, well, they, they said that uh, I had broken into a gun store and stolen some guns and that I was seen there and that I was going to be arre- like thrown in prison forever if, unless I gave up the guns. But I, 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 I have never owned a gun. I've never been in a gun store. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know where they're getting that from. Like, I, I don't know. 
I don't have any guns in my house or in my car or in my property. How are we dealing with the three? You said three questions. I guess how many? Like you get four. So I'm keeping track of like what's happening, unless you know. Okay. Um. Did they did they tell you uh, which which gun store they thought it was? Well, uh, he gives you the address of. Okay. A gun store. Well, look now. You know the police make mistakes. I used to be one. I mess stuff up all the time. It's not surprising. <laughs> Faye looks at him like, what? Yeah, I make mistakes. I know it's hard to believe. So, okay. He he pointedly looks at your arm and then looks back up <laughs> and then just like kind of shrinks back a little bit. You mean, you mean, you mean lack thereof? Yes. <laughs> My point is, what I'm curious about is, was anything different on your routine the night before this supposedly happened? Like... Did you meet a new person? Did you go a new place? Were you someplace that isn't just the steelworks and your house? Oh, well, you guys you guys promise you're not with the police, right? No, I literally used to be and I'm no longer am one. I don't have to tell them anything ever again. Well, I I I may I'm I may hypothetically speaking have gone to the Red Phoenix and had a drink or two. The Red. Do I know what the Red Phoenix is? That sounds familiar. You don't. I don't think you do. You would. You wouldn't. I don't think. you Oh do. yes. Okay. You don't, Cody. Would it count as another question for me to like prod him and be like Red Phoenix? No. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm not counting. Um, Vinny's like asking for an address against. You know, like. Okay. Well, it's the Red Phoenix. Um. Well, it's a. Uh, it's a. It, he like whispers. It's a. It, it's a speakeasy. <laughs> You know. Oh, I wasn't in Vice when I was in the police, man. You're fine. Oh, okay. Do I, do I get to keep my thumbs still? Yeah, I mean, unless you really want to give me... Your, you seem really fixated on your thumbs. Mobsters start with your pinky and then work towards your thumb. He, like, pales more again. <laughs> like, I, I, I like my pinkies, too. They help me get get a good grip on my hammer at work. Oh, look. All right, all right. Just tell me where the Red Phoenix is. is. Like going like <laughs> pounding on the table like he's using a hammer. <laughs> You'll be able to hold the hammer tomorrow, man. Just tell me where the Red Phoenix is. And you get an address for that as well. Like, and you said you went there and got a drink. So is that two? That's, you guys have asked about three questions. Okay. And you can talk as well, Faye. I know. Because you asked what happened. You asked what you were charged with. You asked what you were doing. Yeah, like previous. Right. So you have, you have one more question that you'll get answers to. Or one more bigger question. Not like as I said, I'm not gonna like drag you across the like. I'm not gonna punish you guys for asking. Oh, do we have the address for something? I have an idea, but if someone else does too, I'm all ears. I'm satisfied with the information I got. I have something that's probably not anything. I would go with you, Cody. Okay. Well, well, you were at the Red Phoenix. Did you meet anybody? Did you talk to the bartender? I mean, did you maybe meet a special lady? I mean, no. I mean. There was a there was a good singer on stage, but you know nothing. Mm, good singer. I'm a fan of jazz singers. What was her name? Uh, her name was uh, Lillian Pascal. Lillian Pascal. Well, I might have to go check her out. I'm an aficionado, you might say. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, well, well, well. Good luck. Is there anything else? Or? I think just to enjoy a pleasant meal with nice company. He is terrifiedly like eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you like a? Would you like a ride back home once once you're done eating? Oh no! Oh no! I I am real good. I just I just live around the corner. It's it's not a far walk at all. Okay. Yeah. If if you're sure, I think that's I think that's all the all the questions we had for you. Hope you have a great evening. 
So he walks down like to the like the like the turn in the road and then starts sprinting and then sprints down the side <laughs> road just gone. As soon as he sprints away, Tanner just kind of like looks over at Faye and goes, "What in God's name did you do to that guy?" I just persuaded him to come with us. He seemed very frightened to start with. I think the whole police thing must have shook him up. Don't blame uh, me for that. He <laughs> definitely thinks we're the mob. Maybe they threatened to cut his thumbs off. Uh, I mean, that that does track, I guess. Yeah, and also it's not 100% untrue. I mean... Officially speaking, technically we're committing crimes when we go and like do the police's work and we're organized... So we are kind of organized crime, you know. I mean, but we are working not in a, like, I know, like, there's obviously people in the mob who think they're doing it for the better good of humanity, but we actually are doing that, right? Yeah, that's what the mob would say. I'm just saying it's a matter of perspective. <laughs> Tan- Detective Tanner's moral grayness. <laughs> I'm not saying I think that. I'm saying he's not 100% wrong. Anyways. Tune in next week for Philosophy 101 with Detective Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you want to hear more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. On Twitch, we can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the WGN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by Caitlin Balgaman, who voices Faye in this podcast. All other music is openly licensed or in the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it is the gods who envy us.